Yo, what's good, YouTubes? This is your boy in NYC. It's me, Ray, and this is the EDCCP. That is the Everyday City Carry Podcast. And what have I got going on for you guys today? Well, I have a special guest on. A guy known as Slicey Dicey. Ever heard of him? Yo, what's up, everybody? As you can see, who can it be? It is Slicey Dicey. It is I. <laughs> Thanks for doing this, man. I really oh, appreciate no problem, it. Man. I'm sorry it took a couple weeks to get it figured out. It's so funny when I saw your comment and you were like, why haven't, it, why haven't I been invited to do this? I was like, <laughs> dude, you can do it anytime you want. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. When I first discovered you... I think you were just like at a thousand subs, and I want to say like that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was probably year and year and a half ago, maybe. Yeah, because I was I took a long hiatus. I kind of started around the time when JT hit about a thousand, right? And then um, my trajectory was pretty good, and then I took a really long hiatus, like really long, just figuring stuff out, you know, uh, still uncomfortable in front of the camera. And then out of nowhere, I, I found a, one of your videos. And I, I felt like, even though I was on a hiatus, I was still consuming knife content, right? I was yeah. trying to learn things. And then I thought I knew of everybody already. Because at that time, there wasn't as many knife channels as there are now. Yeah. And I was like, who's this slicey dicey guy? Well, but, it took a bit to hit like, you know, 1,500, 2,000. Like, well, I got 1,000 pretty quick. And that took quite a long time to get to 2,000. And I was kind of discouraged. Then I hit 2,000. It just blew up. So um, it's been a lot better since then. And, um, you know, it's once you crack 10,000, it slows down a little bit. But uh, it's, it's still been going pretty good. So I'm happy with it. Dude, it doesn't seem like it because every time I like check, I always this is a this is a weird thing that I always do. I always check like people that I've like had contact with, like my digital homies, yeah, yeah. like how they're doing. Um, oh, I analyze everybody. <laughs> I've got that. And then IQ I'm like, thing. man, Slicey is just, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's well good. deserved, though. It is well deserved, man. Thank you very much. I, it's still going pretty good. It's just, you know, I used to be gaining like 100 a day. Now I'm gaining like 30, 40 a day. So. So that's that. That's perfectly fine. I'm happy with that. So, your view counts look real good. Uh, people always like love you. Um, I, I I always say this. I feel like the people that are really that really like my stuff are like the most ravenous like viewers there is. They're like yeah. they will go on lives and like tell people to do my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> they do the like, stuff. It, I was. I feel the same way. I was blown away. I went down to a Blade Show. And yeah. first time I ever went there this past year. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was actually in line at uh, Hardee's and I was on my phone actually yelling at my bank because <laughs> okay. I deposited a check before I left and they put a hold on it. And I was really angry and I was yelling at him on, on my phone. And I noticed there was a guy in front of me in line. You know, it's Blade Show weekend. Unsurprising. He had like a Blade HQ t-shirt on. And I'm yelling at my bank on the phone and I hung up. I won, by the way. And yeah. I hung up, and the guy trying to say, are you Slicey Dicey? Like, he recognized my voice. Oh, man, that's amazing. <laughs> he had to sign his shirt. And then it was like that all weekend, like in the show and stuff. I signed autographs for, like, little kids mostly. I think they were probably for the dads, but they had their kid ask me. 
anybody can come up and ask me for that stuff. I'm kind of not, I'm not, not from nice stuff, but like from doing stand up and my other business, I'm, I'm kind of used to it. So it, it, I never, I never mind talking to people. Yeah. I watched, um, I watched a short clip. I think you put it on your Instagram. This is a while ago. Um, uh, it might've been on, I put it on the YouTube channel. It's up there. Yeah, but did you put like a story up or something? Like, if you want to see my stand up or something like that. Like, I, I watched Maybe. it and I, I was know. like, oh shit, it's him. And um, I, you were really funny, dude. I do have some very bad habits, though, I do admit, too. Uh, I'm, uh, I, I will admit, I'm one of those stupid vapors. Anybody else use the vape pen things for the nicotine? It's just a shameful applause. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think it's so funny that, like, everybody who started smoking, you started smoking because you thought it looked cool. And if you say otherwise, you're a liar. Like, it, you started smoking because it looked cool. And now, the best way to quit smoking makes you look like a fucking idiot. That's you're really funny, that's man. My, I... my becoming kind of my main job. Like, not quite, not as much as I want it to be. But, uh, like, of all my, I have way too many jobs. And of all the ones that I love, I love writing. I love doing the channel, but if I can only have one stand up all day long, like I love it. Like I, I don't want to be one of those people that think like they're funnier than they are. Like I certainly like want to be because I mean, I'm Filipino, you know, it's like it's like a culture that jokes around with each other all the time. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I'm not I'm not Joe Coy or something, you know, <laughs> but well, uh, and that's one thing I've noticed about like the night, the night community, especially like a lot of us YouTubers and stuff like we bust balls just as much as comedians do in a green room like you've you've we're in one of the same you know little instagram chat groups and, yeah yeah you know, it's just constantly mocking each other and nobody takes offense to it and it's it's kind of the same way like it's just like being in the green room at a comedy show you know like no topic is off limits nothing's safe you know nothing is sacred somebody you're if you don't have a thick skin don't don't come in you know yeah. it's, it's kind of the same way but i I think we all I think we all get along a lot better than everybody thinks too. I think I think people like the the internet knife community has tried to generate this like conflict between me and Super Steel Steve and like we get along really well. Like I think I, he's I am not privy to this information. This is yeah. the first time I'm hearing about it. I, I think he's an idiot and he knows that and he thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> so we get along really, really well. And um like we hung out at Blade Show and bought each other beers and hung out and he's just he's we get along really well but he just doesn't do the same things the way I do and and I don't do the things the way he does and neither of us want to and that's perfectly fine and you know and then like and you and I get along great like you put so much effort into your video editing I wish I had the patience for that I you just, know what's crazy oh. is you shouted me out in like your you know channels to watch yeah kind of thing like two years ago i think yeah and I, w I i just woke up and i saw that i think one of my viewers dm'd me and was like dude congrats on getting into slicey's video and i was like so like like honored and humbled man you know because i do put so much work oh it shows each video and no, uh, no knife youtube channel anywhere compares to your video quality it's just the amount of editing because i i work in television a bit and like so i know how much effort all that takes and i i can't fathom how much time it takes you to about to six hours video. of video hmm? <laughs> it's about six hours of video jesus Get a six life. hours to 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 edit probably like a seven minute review and then i still have to shoot it that's like other yeah. 
I have to write a script kind of just bullet points to see what I'm going to talk about because I'm an idiot. I'm a knife idiot. Um, I don't I don't I haven't been collecting my whole life. So I kind of yeah. have to. Yeah, I haven't either. Do. But, you know, I feel like so when I watch uh, any of our, our, you know, sort of our niche like um, uh, knife reviewers videos. Right. I, I feel like you guys retain information or maybe your brain just works a little differently because I I can never retain as much as you guys do, I feel. You know I what I mean? Like, I, have an obs- I have a bit of an obsessive personality. And when I got into it, I started this channel like on a whim because uh, I'm a writer, you know, mostly by trade. At the time I was, I wasn't doing as much stand-up as I am now. So I was mostly just writing. And my one hand didn't work because my dog bit me. As I she remember was that. Way out the door. And I uh, started, I, I started sitting around watching, you know, and it was during downtime for the bike seasons back when I was mostly still reviewing bikes. And I uh, had nothing else to do. I started watching knife videos. I just kind of got in the hobby. And I've been reviewing products for 20 years for a bunch of different publications all over the place. Why? I was watching videos. I started watching Nick Shabazz and like the late Boy Scout and a, a bunch of those guys, you know, Cedric and Ada and, you know, Birdshot and all those guys. And I thought, you know what? Maybe I could do that. Like not in an arrogant way. But I just thought, you know, I think I'd be different. I think maybe I could slip in a stupid joke every now and then. And, you know, and in my review philosophy, I was uh, how I've always learned over the last 20 years is I just give enough information to be dangerous. And I don't get super technical on stuff because other people do it better. And one of my editors, I used to work for Wired and one of my editors, Lander Caney, great dude. He told me, I, I first, one of the first reviews I sent in, I reviewed a, a cell phone. I think it was like a Palm Trio 700. That's how long ago this was. Oh, snap. And um, I did battery drain tests and all this stuff on it. And I sent it in. And when he published, he cut all that out. And I was like, why did you cut that out? He goes, the 25 people who care about that are just going to tell you that you did it wrong. So wow. don't bother. Yeah. And that's kind of how I am. So that's why I don't do, do like cut tests and steel tests and all that. Because the 25 people who care are just going to tell me I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. So why do it? So I give enough information to let someone know whether it's good or whether it's bad, whether they may want it or they may not. And that's why my videos are only usually, you know, 12, 15. If, if I have a video that goes over 15 minutes, I get upset with myself. <laughs> um, unless it's like a huge multi-knife video, you know, like a top 10 videos. Yeah, those may go 20 minutes. But I try and keep everything like 12 to 15, maybe even a little bit less. Speaking and, of those lists, right? I just yeah. watched that late Boy Scout like pass the mic thing. Oh yeah, that was cool. Like, I was so proud that I even like knew you because I here's how I got into knives, right? I don't think I've talked about this. Maybe I did kind of. I um was looking for like a bag that could hold a lot of tech gear. Mhm. Um I was still kind of like trying to DJ and produce music like on the side kind of at that time. Yeah. And I have a lot of wires. I bring my laptop, you know, and the perfect bag for that kind of thing is like a tactical bag. Yeah. You know, I found um, Prepared Mind 101. He was reviewing this wrapped on tactical bag. I was a starving artist. It was like forty dollars. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he and I saw he did knife reviews, too. I found then I found the late Boy Scout, found Nick Shabazz, and that's how it all started from yeah. that from looking for a bag. And uh, when I saw that you posted on Instagram, oh, I'm doing this. Uh, I'm on the late Boy Scout channel. I was like, oh shit! I had I watched it, man. I was at work. You know, it's really good. Good knives on there too. Like, yeah. what happened? How did that come about? Uh, well, so like months ago, um, Shane did a 
the late Boy Scout, Shane, he did a video about this VB Elementum. And a lot of people said, oh, it's just a copy of the Fair and Forge Gent. And Is I didn't it the feel gent or the key? Put them side by side. The gent. Oh, it's the gent. The gent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it, yeah, if you glance at them, yeah, they look kind of the same. It isn't the Master Out Fair and Forge gent. I have one right here. It really isn't. Um, the only similarities they really have are they both have, especially this is a wood handle version as well, but uh, it's they have that general wood over liner lock look and uh, you kind of basic drop point blades. Other than that, there are a whole lot of differences. Uh, he had... Um he messaged me and said, hey, I saw your video about where you talked about the differences. Is it OK if I reference that in my video? And I said, yeah, absolutely. You know, go for it. And um, and because I talked about how they're yeah, they look visually the same at a glance, but they're really not. And I kind of highlighted the differences. So he used he referenced my video in that and then and heard from him forever. And then like a couple of weeks ago, he just messaged me and said, hey, do you want to do this? I'm, I'm going to do this past the Mike Monday thing. And I was like, you'll be the first one. And I was like, hell yeah, I want to do it. And you have 200,000 subs. Of course I want to do that. <laughs> but his content is more uh, gun related, firearm related yeah. now. But, and that's not really my, 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 my jam, but. I'm I did it was my jam and I just like wear a bandana when I get out of here and I'm just like a gangbanger in New York City <laughs> with guns like I just got this new Glock <laughs> yeah it's it's it still was just an honor because I remember like you know before I started doing this which is only god I only started it two years ago this past November so it's not even two and a half years not long dude I I re, I, re, I I watched the rise you know what I mean it's it been fast like, time ago though like in some ways I can't remember not doing it and um kind of regret not doing it sooner but i really didn't know enough back then i had a few knives before i started but i think when i started the channel i found five or six you know i remember having one of those this little zip case that my son has now that i passed on to him but this little zip case i got off of amazon i remember when i first started being really stressed out because it only held like 12 knives and i was really stressed out because it was getting full you know and now i just I made the mistake of counting them the other night. Don't count. Don't count how many knives you have. Just don't do it. It hurts your soul. Like I thought I had just said in another podcast I did, I can't remember the name of it. Um, I did a podcast a while ago and I said, I think I only have about 40 or 50. It was 82. That's probably around the number that I have right now. I yeah. think if I were to count, like I have a bag with just knives. I don't want to call them garbage knives. If they're just knives that are like really fucked up. Well, I didn't even count those. Ones. <laughs> I'm just counting the ones that are worthy of being in a case. Like, oh, shit. And it was like, is I remember I had a guy working in my house the other day. This this uh, little guy on Miguel, a nice little guy, but uh, he's just very little. It's not a racist thing. He's just small. It's just fat. And he had to come in my office to work on something, my office slash studio. And I really, I remember I had knives like all over the place. And, um, I, cause I'm not, I'm not good at the, like right now there's like, I can see 15 just sitting here, but before I open the door, I go, Oh, wait a minute. Um, I'm not a psychopath. Yeah. I, I do this. It's my job. I review knives. So, and then, uh, he pulled out like a crappy, like M tech thing. And, but I saw him working on something. So I gave him a K bar dozer before he left. I was like, no, you just get, get a real knife, man. Don't. I've done the same thing. I gave a guy, um, he was carrying like a weird M tech thing. I gave him a bird. Uh, I want to say it's a bird Raven. Yeah. That's a great. Yeah. Knife. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, Oh shit. I was like, yeah, that, that's the, the palm sized one, right? It's not that. No, no, that's the metal lark. 
Maybe. Maybe. It's the one that's like, that would be kind of like, the, okay, the Raven looks like it's tenacious, but better. Yeah. So I, I gave it to him and he was like, oh, this is so cool, man. And I was like, look, you won't get in trouble. It's, it's a, it's the slip joint. Um, not a, is it a slip joint? Backlog, probably. Backlock, yeah, yeah, backlock. Yeah. He loved it, man. So I, I love doing that. Oh fuck, I was gonna ask something. Oh good, you in... said fuck. I'm glad to know I can swear on here. Oh, I I curse all the time on this podcast. <laughs> I started cursing. I think it's like all the co- comedic podcasts that like I listen to. They just curse. Oh yeah, whatever. That's where I got like the idea for the Groove Life Rings ad, which like people were laughing about because I like photoshopped my head onto yeah. this muscular body. And I was like, mm-hmm. "You think Swags is hot?" <laughs> and like, you were like laughing about it. I, Swags I think is a that... lovely woman. She's very. No, nice. she, she I hung is, out with quite she a is. bit of played show. She's a very nice yeah. woman. Yeah, I, I think what she's doing, what she's done, is amazing because like she grew like so much, you know, even after uh, parting ways with SMKW and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have nothing against her. I just thought it was a funny thing, and that's what people kind of gravitated to was that part of the whole ad. There were, there were, people yeah. were messaging me like, "You think Swags is hot?" <laughs> but um, um, well, I will tell you, and not in a chauvinistic way, uh, yeah. she looks even better in person. Oh, she, I, yeah, yeah, she very... looks like the type of girl to look much better in person. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's really cool, man, that you're doing this. I can't, I really can't believe it. You're the first guest I've had on that I had like some bullet points for. <laughs> oh. Like, yeah, usually uh, I'm not gonna look at them right now. I've got some the... for you too. We're gonna flip the script at some point. Okay, right? cool, cool, man. Yeah, whenever. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I actually did a Google on you. Uh, I I looked up some of your like Google like Wired like I articles and stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, I you know I look, man, y- you're doing this. I feel like this is a huge favor for the channel, and and me. Um, I couldn't believe when you were like, hey, when am I gonna be invited to this? I was like, why would? Because I always feel like. What, 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 you know, like, how would it benefit you? But aside from like it, digital it friendship, my ego, man, <laughs> that's, I get to talk about myself for an hour or whatever. That's what, what more do I want? That's my favorite subject. <laughs> <laughs> Great podcast, by the way, on the knife junkie. I did listen to that. Oh, knife junkie. That's the one. I yeah. Did. Sorry, um, I didn't remember the name of it. There's still my, <laughs> I didn't remember I, the name. I, that I, I think maybe they had questions prepared, right? Um, but it was very, very good. The audio was really good. I'm looking into this sort of new, like a different solution for doing this. Um, and I just haven't tested it yet. And I didn't want you to be the, you know, this podcast to be yeah. the guinea pig of that, uh, where I would, you know, I would like call into you through an, through an, uh, an app or like a, like a website. And yeah, the, I it, they it, use some weird app at Knife Junk. I don't remember what it was. I want to do audio and video, though. That's the one thing that I've always wanted to do. It's like I watch Rogan anytime he puts out a podcast. Yeah. And like, I'm like, why isn't there something like this for the EDC community? Because there's yeah. so many like characters. And that's what I, I mean. You know, it, it's kind of a bold thing to try to do. But it's kind of like what I'm trying to do, at least with my niche of friends. My my yeah. comedy podcast is like that, the Carlson cast. Go check us out, carlsoncast.com. But um, uh, we uh, we have five cameras set up. And, you know, we have we interview everybody who comes through Comedy at the Carlson, which is a huge club here in Rochester. So, I mean, we've had Colin Quinn on. We've had Gilbert Gottfried on nice. three times. You know, nice. we've had lots of really great, amazing guests. And they're all there, like, you know, sitting on the couch. So we have like a five camera setup. I'm the co-host for it. I, but, man, the freaking the camera setup 
Jesus Christ. Like, it, I know how hard it is to run. Do you, you don't stream this live, obviously. I know we're recording right now, but... I, I don't, but the way see, we that... we go live on Facebook and YouTube also. Ooh, nice. And our computer is... We call it the Millennium Falcon. Like, we have, like... It's only about a year and a half old. It's like a liquid-cooled, big, giant gaming PC. There and you it go. barely handle it. You know, Oof. with the five the five cameras going and live streaming and all that, it's uh, it's a nightmare. And Do I you guys have like producers about. and all that. Like, yeah, to we have help. a producer in the back. We have two like it's a two room studio in the comedy club. They gave us. It's really cool. It's uh, we have a really awesome studio. A bunch of like action figures, not a bunch of junk behind. Me. I apologize for all the junk behind me. They're working on my house. I assure you, it's not normally that messy behind me. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, we, yeah, we have a huge setup, an awesome studio. It was really cool the Comedy Club put us up, and our guest list is just ridiculous. Number one comedy podcast in Tanzania, by the way. So Awesome, man. How did you get into stand-up? I, I'm always curious. Uh, I feel like whenever I listen to comedians talk about like their journey, like their rise to wherever it is they are right now, I'm like, I feel like these people. You well, know what I mean? I, always like, I feel wanted... like seeing dark stuff. And yeah. then, like, I don't, I can't because I feel like, you know how, like, I think people have different levels of humor. Of course, like, comedians having the highest because, like, they don't get offended, really. Or people yeah. that uh, have a high comedic tolerance. Like, I'm not going to, you know, tell my, my mom, like, a dark joke about how I don't, how, I don't how know if I would say that comedians have the best you know? humor. Because sometimes we do about making fun of each other and stuff. But yeah. some of us, I think, get a bit too... um over we overanalyze the joke so like, somebody says something funny on the yeah. street that normally you'd laugh at and we're yeah. just like yeah that's and derivative. you guys just dissect it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like, let me give you an example so like let's say like i'll be talking at someone at the shop right and to yeah. kind of like break the ice like maybe they'll ask me what nationality i am and i'll be like oh i'm filipino you know uh the japanese and the spaniards like took over my country and made us look way better and like a lot of people laugh at that and some people yeah. are like just mortified oh you I know, know. It's, not, it's not really even a joke it's just like a funny thing to say and uh you know that's that's what i mean it's like different people kind of like can understand it more yeah but yeah when i listen to uh comedians talk about like how they started and all that like i love to hear about that because like i've felt well, i'm half yeah how did you start i'm half irish half scottish like right down the middle like 50 50s genetically engineered alcoholic if you want to know how to make one in a lab but um my <laughs> my whole family just ripped on each other constantly as a kid so like like my my mother used to like hide around corners and scare me till i'd fall on the floor and then just laugh her ass off at me you know like i went up in a ditch one time i grew up in like rural upstate new york and i remember walking i was coming around the corner of the garage and she jumped out and scared me and i fell in a ditch like and she thought it was the best thing that ever happened in her life Wait, like she scared, scared you and you yeah, she goes, ah, and just, I'm, I'm very easily startled i don't watch horror movies like i can't handle being startled i, I, I love horror man <laughs> and i've got a like a little dog that barks and it scares the piss out of me all the time and I yell at the dog, and my wife yells at me. It's not her <laughs> fault. My cats have scared the shit out of me. I don't care. It's her fault. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I just grew up in that kind of environment, and we were always joking and making jokes with each other, and I always stayed up late to watch uh, late-night comedy and stuff. My parents weren't really into comedy. They were both very, very funny, but I was I always wanted to be Dave Letterman. Yeah. And fuck Jay Leno. I wanted to be Dave Letterman. I always yeah. loved Letterman. I thought it was fantastic. I loved SNL, all that stuff. I always wanted to do it, and then... Life went the way I was in the Air Force for a while, so I was like, I was. I guess I probably could have done it while I was there, but you know what? I wouldn't have been funny 
when I was 19, 20, 21. You don't have enough life experience. And I, I don't think I'd have been funny. I had a perfect childhood. So I don't, I didn't have like the years of angst <laughs> to be funny. My childhood yeah. was the ideal, you know, it was rural upstate New York. My parents had enough money that we didn't worry about it. I got to go run around playing the woods and stuff. You know, it was, it was great. So I wouldn't have been funny. And then I moved to Germany. Of course, I couldn't really do it over there. I didn't speak the language well enough. And then, uh, finally came back here and moved to Rochester and there was an open mic down the street and my now wife and I, she was my girlfriend at the time we went to go watch it. And I was like, well, I won't be the worst one. You know, there's really bad guys there. And I'm like, well, I'll be okay. And I, I did a lot of public speaking already for, um, for tech stuff and for uh, bike stuff. So I was used to being in front of a crowd. I wasn't worried about the mic, you know, or anything like that. So, um, I spent the next week wrote, five minutes and went up and I, I did okay. And that first big laugh, you're hooked. You know, it's just like, this is awesome. Like I want to do this. And I, and I have, I don't think there's been a stretch longer than three or four days that I haven't been on stage since. That's so awesome, man. Yeah. I, it's, it's something else when you make people laugh. Yeah. It's like a different feeling that you can't get from anywhere else. It's like you're giving somebody joy by like talking and yeah. um, I I guess I'm in it for the give them joy thing, but it's also it's a power for you. Trip. It's a power. What? It's a power trip, you know. Okay. And, and I will say now that I've gotten to this point, my life is pretty hectic. You know, I mean, I've got like three jobs, and my mother's in a nursing home. I'm dealing with that. Kind of, I have two kids, you know, and um, and a wife and all that stuff. I have a lot of stuff going on, but that's the only time I'm calm. Like people say, why don't, don't you get nervous on stage? No, that's the only time I'm calm because awesome. there's no room for anything else in my head other than what's the next joke. What's that asshole doing in the front row? <laughs> you know, it, there's no room for anything else in my head. That half hour, 45 minutes, an hour I'm on the stage. I am perfectly calm. It's, I love it. It's meditation for me. That's awesome, man. That's how I felt about um, I, I used to DJ and produce music for like 10 years. Yeah, I had a good run. Um, like the last five of it, I was partnered partnered with somebody. We did pretty well. I played at like some of the big music festivals and stuff like that was getting a good pay. But getting a job in New York was like impossible. Yeah, because um, they don't want to pay my rate. But like out of town, they're like, oh, shit, he's a New York City DJ. He produces yeah. this, whatever. It's it was crazy. You know, it's kind of like the road, I guess. I imagine the DJ would be the same thing. It's got to be kind of meditative. You have to just be focused it, it, all the time. It was like um, the nerves became like almost like you, you kind of like look for it. You're like you're getting yeah. ready, you know, and then and you press play on the thing and then people you know depending on what you choose to open up with kind of like what joke you choose yeah you know you get a response you got to read them and then you you know yeah. you can move them with music it, it it's to perform on stage for a bunch of people is just like an awesome thing that's the only thing i miss about it i don't miss clubbing dude like as soon as i finished no. my my set i would go home like <laughs> how old are you you're asian so i have no idea i'm 39 now wow. uh i was djing since god bless you man i did it for 10 years so I you were like 23. Uh, you know, I, I, I love that you say that. I, I found a really old video, like interview from maybe, t I want to say 2012 or something. We don't have a formula. We just blend it all together. And that's how we make our music. Like whatever we like at the time, that's oh, what yeah. we're going to do. So, uh, before we let you go, is there any kind of messages or anything you want to say to your fans while we have you here? Uh, thanks for supporting us. Yeah. And mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, man, I was so much more handsome then. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I, I can tell what I was thinking in that moment. I was getting interviewed. We, we just uh, were about to go on stage. And I was like, holy shit, that was like a lifetime ago. You know? I joke with my wife that I feel like I bamboozled her because we met when I was like 34. <laughs> And I was recently divorced. I was dressing good. I say, you met me at peak Brian. Like, that's when I looked the best. <laughs> and the last 10 years have not. <laughs> and I feel bad for the poor woman. You know, like, I, I was a good looking dude 10 years ago. And now it's just like, ah. How old are you now? Asshole. But it's just 40? like, uh, it ain't what, ain't what it used to be. I'm 45 <laughs> in April. Oh, man. No, you don't look. You look. You still look good, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's no, slightly. Get closer. <laughs> uh, do you have anything on you that you carried today? Let's try to um, keep some today, of the night folks in because here. Because I died it today. I did writ die today. I'm gonna. You did now. I did. Oh shit. So I didn't just die anything, dude. Look, this is how stupid I am. Okay. First knife I died. So I died two today. I died a honey badger, which that's yeah. what you should start out on, right? You're you're a modder now. Yeah. That's what you do. You die honey badgers to practice. No, I didn't. The first one I died was I died my hinder eclipse. So that's uh, it was green. Oh, was shit. Dark gray. So um, wow. Almost black. But uh, it looks yeah. pretty good from it here. Came out good. Came out good. The the honey badger came out better, though. Purple, the best color in the world. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. But um, I went to big lots and bought some pans that I knew I could ruin. And because uh, I knew my wife would murder me. What's Big Lots? Big Lots is like a, it's a like a discount store. It's kind of like Marshalls, but it's like home stuff. Oh, so like Julio's Tupperware here? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stuff that's all back the truck, and uh, it's also a great punchline name. Okay. If you're writing a joke, you need a punchline store name. Big, Big Lots. Lots is the best one. And you bought pans, and you dyed uh, two knives. The Hindu. Yeah, I died two. Well, I, did, I, I died a third one, so I died an R2D2, but um. Didn't come out great. It's supposed to be the same yeah. color as this, but it came out black. So, <laughs> yeah, I I tried to get into anodizing, and I was doing all this kooky stuff um, with like the nine volts, and I was looking at like, yeah. you know, like the battery and all that. I was looking for what is what are those called? Um, that give the electricity? I forget. But wires? Uh, no, dude, <laughs> not wires. <laughs> I'm Asian. I should know this, man. I should know all this stuff. No, so um, <laughs> I watched the channel called Sharp Knife Nuts, and he's yeah. really good at anodizing, but he only uses nine volts. It's crazy, and yeah. he does you know really good stuff. So I got into that, but you know I figured I wasn't that good at it. Uh, what I carried today was this, and um, it's a QSP puffin. Ooh, that's very nice. That was anodized by anything knife-related on Instagram. Brian Wallace on YouTube. I don't know if you ever see. Kind of looks like Stas's work a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I think they exchanged ideas or something. Uh, yeah. Microphone, the knife does it. But uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't normally modify knives because I'm reviewing them. You know, so I, I want them to look stock in the videos. I don't want to have to explain like like this freaking thing is white and. God, I want to change it. The mini bug out. Like, I'm itching. To, I had the purple dye all oiled up today. I had yeah. the pots going. I could have done a midnight blue. I've got that. Like, I really wanted to do it. But I'm like, no, I've got two more battles to the death. This has to appear in. <laughs> and it has to look stock. But yeah. the second... That's the Stormtrooper one, right? That looks like, like it. Stormtrooper yeah, storm yeah. Nice. But, and I thought that would be cool. But, you know, it isn't. I don't like it. I don't like the white. It 
it looks dirty every time I carry it. <laughs> it all wipes right off. Yeah. But it's just annoying. And what a stupid mistake that was Bench made. Like, you come out with this knife that everyone waits on and waits on and waits on and waits on. And then they had a meeting and somebody said, what are the two most polarizing color choices we can possibly choose? Let's do Hunter Orange, which would be <laughs> fine. But it has orange thumb studs and orange standoffs, too. So it's like, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> so I got this one because I don't like coated blades, but I can dye it purple or blue and it's going to look awesome or black even. So you and think then, you're going to mod it later? Oh, yeah, definitely. The sec I have. So I've got I just did a battle death that's up right now. I just put it up like an hour ago with the Benchmade Valet, which is highly underrated Benchmade, like same size. Really cool little knife. You talked about that in the late Boy Scout. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had the most underrated thing they've ever made. It's one of my favorite Benchmades and like nobody talks about it anymore. And yeah, then I, I, what it was when I saw it, I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, it's an awesome little knife. And then um, I have a Chaparral lightweight on the way, um, courtesy of Southern Edge Knife Works, if I can plug my sponsor. Um, and I'm going to do a review with that and the Chaparral lightweight, another battle to the death with those two. And then the second that video is done, man, I'm going to be, as I'm saying, have a good one, everybody. I'm going to have a <laughs> T8 in my hand. <laughs> to like take this thing apart and dunk it and turn it. I think I'm doing the midnight blue on it. I think I don't know, but that'd be pretty cool. It's funny that you mentioned the T8 thing because like that's one of the things I wanted to talk about with you was you always say that you should take your knives apart. It's kind of like part of the hobby. Makes yeah. you a little bit passionate. I enjoy Dude, that as much as I enjoy using them. I am so scared to do it because I've done it a few times. Good. It's meditative again. And I and I always like fuck up the screws and I'm like, oh no, it's like it's never tools. centered. I'm like, take what? Take your time. Watch some Shabazz disassembly videos. He's probably, no matter what you're taking apart, he probably has one that's similar to it. He may have the same model, but he's probably got the same brand. And they kind of all do everything the same. And yeah, watch a couple of his videos, buy some good Weeha tools, you know, buy some good lube. You know, get a bottle of the 97, you know, percent alcohol stuff to clean things off with. Get a nice rubber mat. That's very important because screws bounce a lot farther than you think they do when you drop them. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, just take your time. And it, it can be a very meditative and very satisfying thing. Like as soon as I get a knife, it comes right apart. Like do you do you have a sharpening system? I do, but um, I, I have a Viper Sharp if I really have to really, like, really properly sharpen something um, that they sent me. Thank you very much for that. But uh, I honestly, I have so many knives. I'm usually just doing touch-ups. So mm -hmm. I usually use – actually, I used to use a uh, Spyderco Sharp Maker, which is excellent. Because um, I'm mostly just doing little touch-ups. And I don't – and again, I like to try and keep things as factory as possible because I'm reviewing things. So I don't reprofile and put mirror edges on knives Hardly ever. I've got like two that I've done it to. My Adam, I put one of my own edges on. Um, my Shaman has an edge for my buddy, but those are just for me. So it's fine. Uh, but primarily I've been using lately. It's actually right here because I just used it today. I just, I got a while ago, did a video about it. I'm going to use a little work sharp. The oh. new, the, and it's kind of like a sharp, like their version of a sharp maker. And it's yeah. freaking awesome. And I don't uh, have the patience for it, man. Like uh, when it comes to sharpening, I have a KME. And I've sharpened yeah. knives before, but I, I start to notice that I'm like just like rushing it sometimes, and yeah. I've definitely fucked up some edges before, you know. So I just kind of just keep it stock, and I just like strop it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, it's so funny that I could spend six hours editing a video, but then I can't spend like an hour like sharpening or reprofiling oh, something. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> like, weird. it's just so like crazy. Yeah, it's weird what our priorities are. Like, you know, um, I mean, I'll drive, you know, three hours to get paid 250 bucks to do stand up. But if someone wants me to come and talk about bikes, I don't get on a plane for less than three grand. You know, it's just <laughs> like and, it, and that's easier. You know, yeah. it's easier than doing the stand-up. Like, if I just got to get this run my mouth for an hour, and, yeah, and I'm not expected to make jokes, it's so much easier. But it's just I don't enjoy it as much, so I don't want to do it, you know? That's that's kind of like where I'm at right now. So starting this, you know, a shameless family plug here right now. I mean, I'm working at Ala a- CBD, my family CBD Yeah, shop. I need to get some stuff from you. I'm a big CBD fan. We've talked Dude, about I, I, I love it. Um, the thing it. is... Yeah, I have a lot of pet customers that come in, uh, some of the regulars, like I'll, I'll give them free treats and stuff. But like I definitely took a huge pay cut uh, from what I used to make. And, um, you know, uh, but I'm happier, dude, you know, because it's like not that demanding. Oh, yeah. uh, it's just me talking to people about like a product that I use every day. Yeah. And uh, I do get to edit stuff at the shop. I get to watch videos like I did yours today. Yeah. I don't have anyone breathing down my neck. It's not corporate. It's like my brother and my sister-in-law are like the owners. Um, I make less money, but I'm like way happier. Yeah, I totally yeah. get that. I mean, this, this last Tuesday, um, I've been self-employed since 2005. Like, Dude, that's right. awesome. I wish that I could do that. Yeah, paychecks are nice, though. Yeah. Uh, but, I, no but that's what I money. did my whole life. No one that's what I did my whole life, Slicey. I was in an office since I was like 16 yeah. years old. But it my, sucks, dude. <laughs> my, big, um, my big business is still is probably, most of my income is my, my bicycle website. And over and I used to really, really, really enjoy that. And I used to you know ride bikes. But man, writing a bike review is a lot of work. First of all, you have to go ride the bike like 200 miles, you know, over however, however long that takes you to do it. You got to take all the photos. You got to write this big long article. It's pain in the butt. And then I had, then I, I was a one man show, so I'm also selling ads on the site. And over the years, I just became a glorified bill collector that occasionally wrote a bike review. Like I have another guy that works for me. He was mostly writing most of the reviews now, and I was just getting really tired of it. And then I got this gig with Knives Illustrated, where they're going to pay me to write about knives. Like hell yeah, I'll do that. And this past Tuesday, I put in a 16 hour workday doing nothing but writing articles for knives illustrated and first time in a long time i felt like a real writer again so like i get it you know it's just like you're just going back to what it's just easy it's just it's something you're passionate about it's something you love and just do that you know i have a nasty habit of turning hobbies into jobs though but i want to do that man like i i don't know it's funny remember i i don't know what chat it was i was talking about tiktok and everybody was like what the fuck yeah it was, right? the one I it was the because pass, it around thing if you think about my skills as like a youtuber right i edit every i shoot and edit everything on my phone which is kind of insane right yeah um i wish my, I, could. I would love my, to sit down someday are you coming to blade show ah <sighs> man you know everyone is asking me and i'm i'm yeah. wait i have a case with uber and um I was, it, this is fine. I can talk about this. I was in an accident and I had to get shoulder surgery. I, I'm trying to get like money from them. And uh, that would be my blade show money. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, if you come, I want I'm going to like throw sabenzas at people. <laughs> like, you come, I want to sit down and, with you and have you show me how to use the apps yeah. used to do yours because I don't edit my videos at all. Mm-hmm. I shoot them on <laughs> my phone. Yeah. And 
I upload them. And I, yeah. I put, you know, I insert a thumbnail and I'll put mm-hmm. little tags and all that bullshit. What do you use? That's it. Um, I use my iPhone. But what do you use to insert the image? Oh, uh, TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I know the guy that started that. Yeah, well, I it, mean, I don't, know, yeah. I don't know him. But... Or FitIQ, I've got both. Okay. Um, but, uh, uh, what was I going to say? So, yeah, uh, about the editing on a phone thing, the reason why... It's funny that my skills with that, which I've developed the past three years on YouTube, translate so well on TikTok because you have to edit videos quick. You know, a lot of people don't know how to edit on it or don't edit on their phone, rather, so they can't edit on the go. But, dude, it's... Yo, Knife Pivot Lube started a TikTok, man. Like, people... (laughs) Yeah, My my daughter's on TikTok, but she's a 17-year-old girl. when 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 you look for everyday carry on tiktok like i'm the number one right now <laughs> I would no imagine. one is making videos <laughs> dude pm2 og has like that, that, two million views on one on him just cutting rope that's like me bragging about being one of the most famous comedians <laughs> in tanzania it's about the same it's about the same. <laughs> i probably am honestly probably like we're yeah. the number one comedy podcast yeah. in tanzania so i'm I gonna listen be, to like, that more, dude i'm gonna listen like, to that the top five most famous comedians in tanzania yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're the only working comedian I know, dude. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I listen to comedians every day. Yeah, it's a, it's fun. Like, I've got, I'm pretty booked up, actually. I'm pretty happy with my, I had a bit of a dry spell um, December, January. But I think a lot of bookers know that I don't do, like, Christmas Eve, stuff like that. I don't do it. Um, I have kids, and I don't want to do it. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty booked up the next, yeah, like, the next two, three months. I'm working almost every weekend. How do you Mostly feel around here, luckily, too, which is great. I don't have to oh. travel. So, how do you feel about um, like your podcast? How long have you guys been doing that? Uh, we're episode one fourteen. We just did this past. Oh, so week. wild, then you've so, been doing yeah, since, since the club opened. So a little over two years. Oh damn, dude! I didn't even. I don't know any of this stuff about. Oh, check you. It out if you like Rogan's, you'll like ours. I will listen to it for sure. And I listen we, to we everyone. Do, we get a bit silly, and we let comedians say whatever the hell they want. And yeah. Let them talk for as short or as long as want. Some episodes are 45 minutes. Some are almost two hours. It just depends yeah. on how interesting the person is and how much they want to talk. And um, we only had one guest that was clearly not happy to be there. <laughs> and he spent the first 10 minutes talking about he was not happy to be there. And, um, yeah, that that wasn't great. That but, sucks, man. But then he came back, and then he loved it. Like, the, the second time he came back, it was awesome. Like, he was I- happy. But I think right now, though, uh, podcasting is so huge, especially for comedy. Um, yeah. And that's what's helped us out a lot is now they've categorized it. So now it's um, not just comedy podcasts on iTunes. It's uh, comedy interviews. Mm-hmm. And they have two separate categories, comedy and comedy interviews. And we're always in the top 50 in comedy interviews. That's dope, man. And on, yeah. on like Podomatic, we're like number in the top 10 usually yeah like rogan when he first started doing it like people were like what the fuck are you doing and yeah. now it's like probably one of the most influential figures in the world <laughs> our, our proudest moment was one week i think yeah. it was who do we have on somebody super famous it might have been one of the gilbert episodes i don't remember who it was but one week we were ahead of ricky gervais Oh shit! <laughs> I like that was that was pretty cool. You're like, yeah, no week, USA, USA. No, he, he just had a really off week because he was normally like <laughs> the top ten, and we're like yeah. ninety something. 
and but one week we were like 70 something and he was 80 something dude that's awesome that you guys are like even in the top 100 man there's a lot of podcasts out just there for county interviews but yeah yeah so there's a lot of them it's, yeah there's a lot and that's of them. what and that's why i think too why slicey dice took off because i'm i'm in a very small pond mm-hmm. and you know when you look at like our comedy podcast we're one of thousands where on youtube for knife reviews i'm not i'm not trying to knock anybody but i'm one of 12 that are good you know <laughs> that are really that are real i mean really good like a lot, yeah. of them, a lot of them are good and enjoyable to watch but i mean i one out of 12 Who do you watch it, one out of 12 to take it seriously you know what i mean is there anyone that you watch kind of like um consistently i watch zach stuff all the time um i watch okay. yours all the time that's not me just pulling dude i I, you Chris know what? Laugh, you know, like I remember the first time I watched you was like, "This is your boy Ray from the NYC," and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" Crap? <laughs> I thought you were like 23 years old. I, you got an audible eye roll the first time I started watching it. I think most people feel that way, but and then, then they discover like, "Oh, he's really this guy." <laughs> yeah, but then I stuck with it for like you know two three minutes, and I was like, "Oh, this is he's pretty good." Like I really, I, I like I said, I produce television. I know enough to appreciate what it takes to do that, and. I was like, man, he puts a lot of work into this. And I watched, and they're very entertaining reviews. And you review some weird ass shit, you know. You don't <laughs> yeah, do like sometimes. a lot of normal mainstream stuff unless we send it to you. <laughs> but, yeah, um, Dude, that's all that I've been reviewing now. Is like, if the Apex isn't sending it to me, I probably won't look at it. I bought two knives in the past in 2019: the Red E folder, which yeah. I I kind of wish I didn't because they sent us a whole bunch of them now. Did you I hear bought, about that? No, I didn't hear this. So what happened was I bought this red e-folder from Willis, Willemson Copenhagen, right? Yeah. Is This is Mikkel Willemson's um, production line, mm-hmm. right? So instead of customs, he's, he's doing his own line. I, I liked it. It was an access lock that was D2, and uh, it was a Willemson design, and it was $75. And I was like, I want to have it, right? It's kind of like a weird, yeah, it looks cool. weird price. Access lock D2, but 75 bucks. So under 100 access lock, right? That's not a Ganzo. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I, I picked it up. I did like a little story and an unboxing of it. And then Mikhail Williamson messaged me on Instagram. And I'm fanboying because no one messages your boy here. You know what I mean? Like nobody yeah, it's does. Cool it. when people do. So I'm like, oh shit, man. I really love it and all this stuff. And then I told him about the Apex Fast Around group. And he was like, would you guys be down to like review the entire line? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm like, yes, right? And uh, I passed it on to Blade Banner and uh, he took care of it. And we're getting, he has like a whole package from them right now. So the entire production line from Williamson, Copenhagen, the Apex Passaround group. Uh, the, is, the Apex Passaround is fantastic. And, and I've kind of backed out of it, but it, it, the only reason I backed out of it, nothing, it's a, it's a great service. It's the Lord's work that he's doing over there. But um I, I need to know when stuff's coming in. I've got such a packed schedule that I'd rather call the places myself and say, hey, can I get this? When's it going to be here? So I can schedule out, all right, those couple days where I'm going to review that. And Because the Apex stuff, sometimes I'd get packages with five knives in it, and I had to send them back in 10 days. And I'm like, I don't have time to I think they increased it now. Hmm? I think they increased the time allowed now because I've yeah. literally held on to stuff for like a month and like I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I lost the box. Dude, Benchmade Boxgate. That's one of the bullet points. <laughs> it's like you lost Dude, the box. I have I 
cleaned my office. I've torn my office apart at least three. I've rearranged my office like two or three times since then. I've never seen it. I don't, and like, and when they first came up in the group, there was like, where's the box to this? It was a, what was it? It was the, uh, uh the bench prop, made prop, prop, prop carbon, carbon fiber. Carbon. I'm like, I didn't have it. <laughs> cause I don't remember. Cause I remember going to ship it back and I looked, I have a box of boxes, you know, mm-hmm. right off here to the side. I have a big giant box of boxes and for stuff that I have to send back. And I, I went through it. It wasn't there. I was like, oh, I guess it didn't have it. I don't remember. And then, and that's a joke now with Zach and I, because it was his box that I lost. <laughs> and Zach loaned me a bunch of bench maids. I did a, a Bruising Blades Benchmade edition, and he sent me four or five bench maids, and none of them with the boxes. Because <laughs> 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 he said I be trusted with boxes. <laughs> Dude, Zach is so cool, man. He's great. Yeah, he's so cool. He's such a nice guy. I, I asked him, like, man, you, you he comments on every video that I have. He, like, likes all my stories and stuff. He, like, He's just a very encouraging guy. And I, yeah. I wasn't that close with him before. I've gotten closer with him now, of course. We did a podcast and, and everything. But I was like, what's the deal with this guy? You know, like, why is he paying attention to me? And I'm just like, not a big deal. So I thought he was just like trying to, no, like, I don't know what he was dude. trying to do. But he's just a super nice guy. Yeah. He he was like, hey, dude, um, just letting you know, we're all cracking up over here. We're dec- I'm decorating my Christmas tree with my family. We're listening to your podcast. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's so awesome, man. He, he's. I, I was like shocked that that he did that because I curse all the time. Yeah. Um, what did you want to do? You said you wanted to flip things. Yeah, I got a couple questions for you. Okay, sure. First of all, you you, you have to have told somebody this. Okay. The fuck is up with those band aids? Okay, so the band-aids, I talked about this before. Um, I have like really fucked up thumbnails. They're damaged because when I was moving, I used to live in a swanky apartment on 60th Street and 1st Avenue. It cost $2,300 to live there. I was in a very, like, very uptight office job before in the jewelry industry mm-hmm. and you know i was living this bachelor lifestyle or whatever when i had to move this is when i decided to do music full-time and i literally had to move back with my mom <laughs> at 30 years old yeah <laughs> so i was moving and the air conditioner like clipped my hands and it's still like that yeah dude it has not gotten better man so for for unboxings i don't wear them but I when i get maybe really... it was a dj thing i no, honestly thought no. maybe it was a dj thing i'm hoping for a band-aid sp- sponsorship you know, you know I mean? I just, i'm gonna do a band-aid review i actually <laughs> really? I, I cut the holy jesus out of this finger it was not the knife's fault yeah i was trying to cut i was mounting something on my wall and i i like to use it my walls are weird like nothing sticks to them so i use that 3m double-sided tape they use for like stick trim on cars and stuff yeah 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 yeah. and it's kind of hard to cut and i'm like an idiot i'm cutting it you know like this and i just went and i got it good i mean blood went Whoa. flying and everything and um i covered up and i have like mutant healing factor like i heal really really fast and it's I all the cbd gummies that you eat huh it's all the cbd gummies that it you may eat. be no just my whole family's been that way <laughs> okay like my son just had an emergency tooth extraction and they went in to go pull the stitches and they're like they're gone it's all healed <laughs> over like i don't know what to do with it but i got these things these are awesome these little hydro steel things oh nice i tried those they're sweet as hell but anyway that's what they're for uh when i get close up it just looks kind of i mean it bothers me you know yeah. like um 
I, I'm so narcissistic that I do watch my videos like maybe five times yeah, totally. when I upload them. So I, I don't like seeing them. Uh, I've explained it before. That was it? That was your flip, No, man? no, 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 no. no. Okay. That's, not, that's not it. All right. So I tried to ship you a package a while ago, and I just and I just oh, assumingly yeah. wrote down Brooklyn. Because okay. you have to live in Brooklyn. So my, my shop is in Brooklyn. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so, my so shop is in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Because you look yeah. like if they took like a pair of like vintage cons <laughs> and a nerdcore CD yeah. and like some manga and maybe <laughs> like some hair wax and yeah. threw it in a pot and boiled it up, that you'd come <laughs> out. Me. Yeah, you I'm like a like modern genetically day. engineered hipster. <laughs> I'm a modern day uh, Asian nerd, I guess. Um, I'm not tech. So like I follow a page called Hipsters of New York and I am not that. You're like I, yeah, I, I'm kind of like a filthy casual in everything that I do, right? I do like video games, but I only play like two of them. I, I do yeah. watch movies. But I, yeah, I don't get balls deep into things. It's I'm just a filthy casual in everything. Yeah. I just like I got to two consume. or three things I'm balls deep in, and then I just kind yeah. of little stuff. You're a huge TV guy too, right? I love TV. I love watching movies. My girl and I, you know, I mean, as you can see, like all of these movies in the back, these are not mine. The first time I came to her house, she's like, hey, let's watch a movie. And I walked in here and I was like, all right, maybe there's something here because this girl <laughs> has this. You know, she has pop yeah. figures. She has, she, has a Cap she has a Captain America Civil War poster. You know, yeah. she's like just, you know, kind of like a nerdy girl, but is a personal trainer. It's like <laughs> it's like really odd. But yeah, um, yeah I, I love movies. I love I love consuming content and media. That's kind of like my yeah. number one hobby. You know what I mean? What What are you watching? What's your favorite TV show right now? Like it's currently right now, running TV show. Yeah. That's currently running. That's new. I'm watching The Outsider on HBO. I've been thinking about what starting that one. Dude, it is so good. Just think of I don't know if you watched True Detective, the first season with Woody Harrelson yes. and Matt McConaughey. Imagine that of detective kind of like uh, show, but there's also a sci-fi vibe to it because it's a Stephen King like show. Ah. And everything, like, even the first episode, the very first scene is like, you know, I don't want to spoil too much because it's one of those. It's like everything points to this guy that he he committed this grisly murder of this child. Mm -hmm. But the evidence also points that he didn't do it. And that's mm -hmm. the running thing throughout the show. It's so good, dude. See, I, I hate Stephen King. Oh, oh but your, your horror thing. I forgot. I forgot. No, don't, no, it's not that. Like, no, I just feel like I used to read the books when I was a kid, but I feel like you read Firestarter, you read all of them. It's the same <laughs> thing. It's just different characters, but it's the same thing. It's like There's a detective theme, show with a little bit of horror. That's that's what it is. That's what I like right now. I'm watching Narcos because I oh like, Narcos, great. Yeah, I just started watching it, so I have I like saw that it was out. I didn't know it was out last night. We turned it on to watch. Um, what are we going to watch? Half of Ricky Gervais' special, and I turned it off. I didn't like it, but I have <laughs> a really hard time watching stand up. I don't watch a lot, but I listen to a lot of their podcasts. I. I uh, I feel like I'm watching somebody else do my job. Um, yeah, you know, so pick it apart and stuff. Watch, is there someone that you I like? I watch my friends' specials. Like if I know them, then I'll. Is there watch. someone that like a like a legend that you kind of like look up to or that you like or? Oh uh, yeah, sadly he passed away, but he's kind of a comics comic. But if you're a comedian, you know anything about comedy. I got to be very good friends with Barry Crimmins, and um, he started he started the whole Boston comedy scene. He testified before Congress twice. Wow. About child porn. He got he he was the one who got them to pass child pornography laws in the early days of the internet. Like it was him and the CEO of AOL 
like going at it. You know, a comedian and the CEO Man. of AOL. You got mail, dude. And, I had one of those accounts. Yeah, and, and everybody was like, every every comedian just knows he's one of the best that ever lived. And um, he has a, he had a house in the same area where I grew up. And I got just got to open for him one night. They, he It was kind of a last minute gig. I was a replacement for somebody. And we hit it off and talked about our hometown. I got to go, you know, hang out with him in his house and stuff. And he just was an amazing guy. And sadly, you know, he's, uh, he passed away and, um, that was sad, but, um, as far as guys I've never worked with yet though, um, I've been fortunate. I've gotten to work with a lot of my heroes. So, um, you know, I got to work with David Tell. He was on my bucket list. David uh, Tell. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. Todd Berry. I got to work with him. Um, it's been, it's been good that way, but I still have a couple Stephen Wright I really want to work with Stephen Wright, but he rarely works anymore. So I don't, that's probably never going to happen. But in some of them are just friends of mine now, you know, it's just yeah. like comedy is a meritocracy. It doesn't, as long as you're funny, they don't care if you're famous or not. You know, like I text with Jay Moore about football, you know, it's like, and he's Jay Moore. Yeah. I yeah. remember him. I opened it for him again in uh, June, but, um, or may, I don't know when sometime June is <laughs> the weekend after blade show. Yeah. Um, but you know, he, he's, we get along like, it's just guys, as long as you're funny and you get along in the green room, you know, you just wind up hanging out. Like, uh, I used to talk to Mark Marin a bit. I haven't for a long time, but that's the mustache dude. Yeah. We, used to, yeah, he's funny. Mark Marin was one of my heroes too. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was super talking about an awesome podcast. WTF is like one of the best there is. And I got to work with him a couple of times and, and we got along good and he's famously supposedly hard to get along with. I don't understand. I always get along with him. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's cool that way. Yeah, I like, uh, there's this dude, Tim Dillon. He's probably my favorite. He's this, he's from New York. He lives in California now. Just imagine like Chris Farley, but like way darker and like dirty, but he yeah. does like dark comedy. Like he'll talk about like, you know, the government is wearing hoods in the forest and like is sacrificing children, <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but the, 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 the real kicker is he's gay. He's openly gay, but he's not like effeminate at all. He's not flamboyant. Yeah. So he can say, dude, he dressed up like Meghan McCain and was like saying that, you know, the, the only I don't even want to say it on my podcast, but that's the kind of comedy that I like. It's like really dark, kind of like commentates on like what's going on in the world. I got accused of being racist last show because there was a woman in the front row and I said, what's the deal with coronavirus? And she's like, are you asking me because I'm Asian? And I'm like, yes. Yeah, it's not a fat white guy problem as of yet. Uh, you seem somewhat responsible. Her boyfriend was sitting next to her. I'm like, who are you voting for, dude? He's like, Andrew Yang. I'm like, buddy, you're already fucking her. Relax. You know, government and stuff like that, which is weird that that's what I like. But that's my favorite guy yeah, to watch. I'm dark more than dirty. I'm definitely not. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. I'm going to have a comedy show the night before Blaze show starts in Atlanta. I'm still waiting to hear back from the club to confirm everything, but I think we confirmed it. It's kind of a weird thing. Yeah, those are trip. ticket sales right uh, there, yo. Huh? Like everyone from Blade show is going to go watch that. Oh yeah. The place only seats 120, And he was like, he was like, how many tickets do you go? So I said, Oh, I'll sell it out. Like there's yeah. no doubt, you know? And, um, so I'm excited about that, but uh, yeah, I'm more, I'm not dirty. I'm dark for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I did a gig. Uh, we were in Daytona beach. Um, during the during August, which is like the off season, and 
for so I was doing half an hour and I got up there and like I was killing like the first ten minutes. I was destroying yeah. it. And then it. then I just totally lost everybody for like about ten minutes. And I ended strong and I was happy with it in the end, but it got done and my you know, my buddy goes up and he gets done and I go, Man, I don't know what happened. I just lost him for ten minutes there. I don't know what happened. He goes, Dude, you did two suicide jokes in a row. And I was like, No, I <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I did. Like it just I didn't realize that I don't think of them as suicide jokes, you know, so it's you have to be careful where you put stuff, you know, but yeah, I, I, I do. I, That's I the do level of comedy there. thing I was talking about. Like some people aren't at that level to understand that this is a joke. And, yeah. uh, you know, maybe somebody that they knew committed suicide, things like that. Yeah. And that could also play into it. I just always think in comedy that anything is fair game. Like I know the Shane Gillis thing. He was a, he was a comic in New York, was about to be on SNL oh yeah uh, yeah dude that That did not offend me at all yeah and i'm asian you know what i mean like like i I listen you're filipino i'm a pacific islander quote unquote that's what the the government says yeah i'm not one of the royal asians you know and crazy rich asians the movie that was big last year i wasn't in that that's not my race did the philippines ever have an emperor no so you know what's funny if you're not asian on that topic we had a military dictator that's close yeah that's like the crazy thing about my background is when we were in the philippines uh, marcos was the leader right and my dad uh grew up from a poor family didn't even have money for electricity borrowed textbooks graduated with honors valedictorian the whole time became a banker we were like really rich dude Mm -hmm. in the philippines when i was like Till I w- we, went, we came to America when we were seven, so I didn't understand what it meant yet, but um, the government took all our assets. That's what happened when, oh, the, when it, democracy <laughs> you know, came, um, and we came to America, and I was wondering why I couldn't have a He-Man action figure that I pointed at, you know, because normally before I could. And I was everything you pointed at, yeah. Yeah, so th- that's actually my story of how I came to America, and the first movie that I watched was Coming to America. <laughs> that's not a lie that's not a lie man it was so funny and i lived right next to the mcdonald's which was oh, your a McDonald's. father was like this is research kid watch this <laughs> my dad didn't come he was still in the philippines at the time my mom was the one that got us here first he came later wow. but uh when i was watching that movie i was like oh my god mom that's the mcdonald's <laughs> like next to our house you know so but yeah that's my story man from the philippines dude see i'm a good interviewer i get stuff out of you without even asking about it uh, I just didn't know when to bring it up, man, but that was good. <laughs> no, Do you have any other like crazy kooky questions that you think people will enjoy? Uh, no, I just I just still can't believe you don't live in I think you live in Brooklyn. I think you just don't <laughs> want to admit it. I wear glasses and I tell people like I knew you about just, that band three months you ago. You just have a P.O. box in the Bronx. <laughs> you, you, you sit on the train for 45 minutes to get your mail every day because you don't want to admit you live in Brooklyn. <laughs> man, I have to like, get a P.O. box. Because I only have my home address right now. I just gave I... mine up because I wasn't getting enough stuff in there. People weren't really? just really sending me stuff, so I gave it up. And I now I say, email me. And if I think you're not a psycho, I'll give you my address. Oh, shit. How much does it cost to even have one? Oh, it was like, it was like 70 bucks every three months or something like that. Jeez, can I even afford that? I can't even buy knives. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, like, it's I buy a lot of knives, but they're all you know? for the channel. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to use my filthy vape thing, so. Yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. I'm enjoying talking to you, but I can't go an hour without nicotine, so. 
No, it's cool, dude. It's cool. Dude, that's crazy that we went an hour already. Um, you know, oh, time just flies when you it says 101 here. I'm like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. yeah, I mean it time just flew by. Uh is there any like cool knives that you have near you that you want to show? Give the um, knife people some I stuff. I think I showed them all on the live show, but yeah, this thing is awesome. This is tomorrow night's review. I actually just recorded it. But the uh, Steel Wheel Screamer. Oh, I've seen that. that. Is pretty that's not just a good looking budget knife. That's just a good looking knife. Bring you it just, up a little higher. Grab it. Bring it up a little higher. <laughs> I thought you like, tried to <laughs> know, reach like, out. Imagine, like a three three. Oh, fingers. there we are. Now I can see my yeah. Share the spine. Share the spine, man. Share <laughs> the spine. Yeah. Uh, I mean the backspacer. Oh yeah. They're so yeah. bright. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Like, how do you feel about this? Steel Will has kind of been doing these fashion-forward color combinations lately. I like it. Uh, yeah, some people I have don't. no problem with their color combos at all. And like, even their black wash, I normally don't like coated blades, mm -hmm. but Steel Will is kind of an, an exception to that. They do Dude. this black wash that just looks awesome. Yeah, it looks and really good. They're like these little like specks in it. It's like really awesome. Yeah, they're beautiful. Like a properly done. I have one here somewhere because I'm working on one for a guy. Where did I put I it? I have one right here too. Here. Some this dude gave me this. Oh yeah, I gave you that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, my girl uses this every day. This is our this favorite is cool knife life. right now. Cobold. Because yeah. my girl is Man. like four ten. She's oh, she was. Oh, what's that? Uh, the only other coating I know that's as good as steel wheels in the black, and it's infinitely more expensive. This is not mine. I'm working on it for a guy, yeah. but it's the uh, the Hinderer black, the Battle Black. Wow. They do the little chromey logos on it. It's so pretty. And the custom scale, he sent it to me to have him do a scale swap for him because he doesn't have the tool to take take it apart. Yeah. Um, and, um, how are Hinderers, by the way, man? I've never handled one. You know, they're kind of like these really expensive knives that people show off. Like, look, I have, I, have a I have a problem with them. I've got, like, I've said this multiple times in my, on my shows, but, like, two years ago, I actually said, was either on a live show or a podcast, I said, uh, I have no interest in anything Hinderer designs or makes. They're all too bulky. It's, I have, I've owned five genuine Hinderers now. I still currently own three. I have a whole bunch of Hinderer ZTs. Like, they're great. Mm -hmm. I really like them. Like, this is my newest one that I got, which I show, but this is my half track, which is probably my probably my favorite Hinderer is the half track. Yeah. The bring it up. Bring your hand up a little higher. Because, like, your face is basically where it's centered. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it looks the, awesome. I love that blade shape. What's yeah, your favorite so, blade shape, by the, the way? It's the USMA Blade exclusive Warncliffe. So. Warncliffe? Is that your favorite blade shape? Ah. It depends. Uh, no, not all. I like just a simple draw point usually. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I just like them because they're like easy to sharpen, man. You oh, know? yeah, workouts are dead easy. Yeah, that's sure. like why it's my favorite. Um, really easy, kind of useful in whatever. Yeah. But uh, let me see what else I got on here. Oh, so I have a funny story. Uh, maybe it's not that funny. I actually almost got mugged like two days ago. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, so I'm not going to go that far into it. Did you have to whip um, that thing out? So he, uh, I'm going to talk about it in my next solo podcast. So I'm okay. not going to talk about it that much. But basically, I was getting, I was about to be surrounded by like four people. Uh, I was going to buy wine. It was in, it was in Brooklyn near my shop. And uh, I always, I've said this on a podcast before, like it would never be my first choice to like go for did the they, night like, first. Did they like surround you and make you say what? No, you're no. So this, when, when you go to New York, what's that? <laughs> what? There was a joke there. 
they surrounded you and said, uh, you know, what's your favorite Vampire Weekend album? And if you said the wrong <laughs> thing, they were going to take your walls. I know, they were like, that's not... No, they, they were doing, like, they get the really crafty. better. <laughs> they get really crafty in New York City, so you guys got to be careful. If you're in a... It was like a side street. It wasn't like a main street. I had to go through a side street to get to the liquor store or yeah. whatever, which which has the stereotypical bulletproof glass and all that, yeah. right? But, um... Yeah, like one kid was like, hey, let me talk to you, man. He was like trying to give me a pound, you know, and I knew what that was. You know what I'm saying? I live in New York forever. So I just kept walking. And I've always said this, like, I would never go for the night first because I don't want us to get a bad rap. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's exactly what I went for first, man. There was four of them. You know, I'm not a tall guy. I'm like five, eight, Mm -hmm. you know, if even. And uh, yeah, I was just like going like this in my pocket. And I had this knife. The uh, Dam Designs Yokai. That's a scary looking one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's legal. It's palm size. So New York City yeah. would be legal, but this would be a very good for defending yourself. But the the number one thing I was thinking about was like, shit, if I had to stab somebody with this, Dam Designs is going to get really upset. Because it's like for, from the pass around group. Is <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> yours? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be like, um, yeah, I want to send this back to you, but it has bodies on it now. <laughs> like, that's exactly now, what I was thinking. Here's what I will say. And yeah. you're not that much younger than me, but old man yeah. advice. So I, I make I am actually trained in how to fight with a knife right. in the military yeah. and stuff. And when I'm confronted by somebody and I have a knife in my pocket, that's like the eighth thing I would do. Mm-hmm. It's uh knife fighting is a gory, disgusting business. Luckily oh, I've never dude. had to actually do it yeah. for real. The only but, reason why I did it this time is it was four people. Yeah. And for I know for a fact one hundred percent. It doesn't matter that I've done martial arts. It doesn't matter that I work out. It doesn't matter that I have no, whatever. It does not matter. Just four guys. It's my, it's, I, you know, I'm either going to get really badly hurt because I'm not going to give them what they want, right? Because I don't have any money to begin with. And, uh, you know, it was just like, am I going to have, you know, I, what I did was I just walked like quick to the main road and they like kind of went away. But um, I think the number one thing you can do in a situation like this is just don't yeah. act like, being a yeah, comedian, man. I've run like you, it, when you're coming up, you have to host open mics and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So as the host of the open mic, you wind up having to throw drunk people out. Like you wind up being the bouncer too half the time. And when somebody get in my face, just laugh. And then they're like, "Oh wait, this guy's not afraid. Maybe he knows what he's doing." Yeah. And they back off. Just don't yeah. act. Don't ever act. Oh afraid. yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been in these situations before. That's why I knew what they were doing. So, yeah. like, that kid would have, you know, if I gave him a pound and then he talked to me, the other guys would have surrounded me, then they would have pounced. You know, that's how, that's the strategy. Because, yeah. like, I, I was that kid, you know, in, in uh, the late 90s, like, I was that kid because if you're growing up in New York City as an Asian kid and you weren't hanging around gangsters, you were getting fucked up every day. They were just, yeah. like, beating you up, you know? So, like, I've been around rough crowds and, like, that's exactly what they were doing. But I'm also thinking, like, these are kids. These kids aren't even 20 years old. So like 17, yeah. 18, 19 year old kids are like my size because I'm not that big. And like, you know, they're just trying to be tough. They probably just got out of school. You know what I mean? It's amazing how quickly your emotions change in those kind of situations too. Like I had a I had a mm-hmm. homeless guy, um, this was God, eight months ago. I don't think I've ever talked about this um on, on air for sure. But um I uh was leaving a Rite Aid at like ten o'clock at night and I actually had $400 in cash in my pocket. I'd just been at the ATM across the street. And this guy didn't know that. He just, the homeless guy hanging outside of Rite right Aid. He asked me for money. And I always I always say I don't have cash in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And they usually let you go with that. I say, sorry, man, I don't carry any cash. You know, they let you go. It's fine. But I walked to my car 
and my little clicker thing had gone through the wash, so I, I couldn't do the auto unlock. So I just actually stick the key in the hole like an old tiny person. And I went to go unlock my car, and it's around the guy standing like right there. And I left my keys in the in the um, door, and I turned, which I shouldn't have. And I turned to him, and he like reached for me. And it's ten thirty at night in a dark oh, parking lot, and he like reached for my hand, and just like training kicked in, and I yeah. just grabbed his arm and i twisted it and i popped him and like i was i remember swinging and thinking like i was trying to hit in the throat because that's softer and you know yeah it could stop somebody quick too but mid swing i realized he probably doesn't deserve that and i moved up and i kind of i caught him good and square but like on the jaw like not in a not in a not in the optimal place wasn't the nose or throat or anything but i clocked him pretty good and then he dropped to one knee and then he got up and ran away and I and I get in my car to go home and it's like six minute drive home tops, you know, and during the course they drive, I get in my car. I'm like that motherfucker. I was so mad. Like I was so yeah. pissed off. And then I get mm-hmm. like two blocks away and I pulled over and I started to call the cops. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're a 40 some year old white guy that just punched a 50 some year old black dude in a parking lot. Like, Don't call <laughs> yeah. the cops. This ain't this is not a good look, no. you know, so I didn't call the cops. And then. By the time I got home, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I hope this guy's okay. Like, to the point, I'm searching the the news things, like, the news yeah. sites, like, to see if someone was hurt. <laughs> you know, I almost called the hospital because I was so worried that I hurt the guy. But he ran away in a straight line. Like, mm-hmm. I think he was all right. And I was thinking, well, I know there's cameras there, and they'll see that I hit him and I took a step back. I didn't, like, go in to do more. I popped him, right, he right, dropped, right. I took a step back, and then he got up and ran away. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just so weird how your emotions change. Where you're not like you're like, ah, I'm gonna mess this guy up, and then you're like, ah, I feel so bad, you know, immediately. It's always it's- like when I get in those situations, um, you know, like that fight or flight mode always kicks in. Your heart rate's a little more elevated. You're yeah. thinking quicker. You're making decisions faster. And like my whole thing was like, I don't want to fight these people because I'm definitely gonna have to hurt one of them like badly. Yeah. Because I don't want to get really hurt myself. You know what I'm saying? And There's if you're all- trained, like that's kind of all you yeah. know. How- do like i don't so, right i don't i don't know how to like subdue a person hold them on the ground but i don't want to snap yeah. their arm in two seconds you like, know? i couldn't even do it because i'm not a big guy right so t- you know i don't know jujitsu like i can't fucking even yeah. if i did there's there was four of them yeah so i would have to hurt one of them really bad so to that the other them. ones kind of back off or whatever and i would you know i would get manslaughter dude that's what would happen yeah. you know what i mean they're going to say, you're an adult, these are kids, you know, like, all that shit. But, you know, anyway, like, that's what, you know, when fight or flight kicks in. I got back to the shop because I wasn't finished with a day's work yet. I didn't even tell anybody. I told my girl later. She was like, oh, my God, are you are you okay? I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. fine. You know, it's I New York City. Same, I did the same thing. Yeah. I came home. My kids were still up and hanging around yeah. downstairs. And I just didn't yeah. say anything. And then yeah. my wife later was like, what's wrong? I'm like, I had to pop. The, I, I hadn't punched a person in. Yeah. Well, I have. Decade. Well over same. Decade. Same. It's been a long time. Yeah. Long like, like I, I'm just I, not that stupid yeah. anymore. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the tough guy days are over. Oh yeah. You know? I don't I don't try yeah. to I, I act act like a tough guy. Act like you're not scared. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine yeah. times out of ten they just back down and yeah. they don't care. I remember we had I remember one time trying to throw some guy out of a um out of a bar doing a, a bar show where he used to run an open bike and this guy was six kinds of messed up. And he was yeah, with his girl. Yeah. They were practically fucking on the couch off the side of the stage. Like it was he, he, disgusting. And yeah, yeah. Um, he went up to the 
to the bar to try and get another drink. And the bartender, this little tiny woman who I knew very well and I liked a lot, refused to serve him. And I heard him call her the C word quite loudly. Yeah. So I walked over with my buddy. My buddy used to be in prison. He's passed mm-hmm. away recently, unfortunately. But uh, he's a good guy, reformed, you know, ex-company's big, jacked up, you know, ex-con. I'm like, hey, shooter, come with me. We got to go talk to this guy. And we're like, hey, you got to go, buddy. And I put my hand on his shoulder to kind of urge him towards the door. And he turned and actually put his dukes up like the 1920s. <laughs> like like, like this? Yeah. It's like, and, like Sherlock and Holmes, the movie? Burst out laughing at him. Like, <laughs> like we just laughed at him. And, and then his that sobered his girlfriend up. And she was like, baby, I think we should go. You know, I think I, they're not afraid of you. I think we should go. He was really tall, but really skinny. Yeah. And then... They'd already called the cops. I didn't know that. And he literally opened the door for the cops. Like as they were coming in. And I just said, Oh, it's that guy. Wow, man. But it was really funny. But I never seen somebody actually just go. <laughs> no, it's always they do that and they pull their pants up. New York City, they, they pull their pants up. They go. <laughs> I'm like, that's not if you've ever like if you've ever gotten good at fighting ever, you don't do that. Like my daughter know. got in a fight at school the other day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Explain yeah. what happened there. You kind of talked about it briefly in a group oh, she, chat. She gets she gets in fights a lot. But um yeah. uh she's a badass. She's six feet tall and she's um only one of the, she's it's a she's a minority in her school. I'll, yeah. I'll say that. But um great people, like she gets along with her very pretty well, but there's a one certain group of girls that she's be friends with, they don't get along anymore. And um, I'm like, I got a call from the principal. He goes, she didn't do anything wrong, you know, but, um, you know, I'm not doing anything about it. She got in a fight with this girl. We knew it was coming for a long time. And I'm like, why did, why did she, why did she hit you? She goes, I don't know. She came started yelling at me and I took my earrings out. And I'm like, well, you did what? Like, <laughs> that's like that, a freshman slapping someone in the face with a white glove, you know? Yeah, that's a war crime, man. You take yeah. your earrings off as a girl, <laughs> take my earrings right? Out. Like, that's well, a that's a bit. I'm sure somebody has a bit about that when they do yeah, this, you know. Well, somebody's going to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just like you don't do that. You don't take your earrings out. Like that's like that's like throwing on the gauntlet. Like yeah. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's I was like, I might have hit you if you took your earrings out. <laughs> <laughs> and you said she like was on the news or something, right? Oh yeah, she did a protest. They fired a bunch of teachers here. It's because uh, of budgetary restraints, which is just bullshit. But they, somehow they went up sixty-seven million dollars in the hole, and like they, it was a big surprise. They didn't know it was going to happen, and so they let go a bunch of really good teachers. And yeah, she started a, a riot that went over—not a riot, a protest—but it was uh, seven schools and fifteen hundred students walked out, and her and her friend organized it. Wow, and, um, that's amazing. They couldn't do anything to her. In the end, so because she'd have been on the news again, if they'd have mm-hmm. suspended her, she'd have been right on the news again. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's that's really cool that she did that. Is it's because like these teachers were getting laid off? Yeah, and it was it was just that's fucked up, man. Bullshit. It's like you don't even make any money, you know. And like, they didn't manage do... to save all of them, but there was going to be 185 laid off. And I think they only laid off 110. Damn. And they displaced another 20, which means they had to go to another school. Uh, is there anything uh, – uh, what was I going to ask about? Fuck, I was going to ask something. This past the mic thing on the late Boy Scout. Like yeah. I have kind of an inkling that like a buddy of mine is doing it too, I think. Um, yeah, how do, you, how do you get on that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was super easy. He just uh, – and he let me do literally whatever I wanted. Like he didn't even want to know what the video was. Yeah. 
I told him what it was. And he goes, oh, yeah, that sounds cool, whatever. And I said, do you want it like face reveal style or my hands down thing? Because yeah. I'm, I'm kind of of two minds about it. I don't know. I kind of wanted his opinion. And he was like, I don't care. Whichever. <laughs> Can you imagine if I did a video on the late voice count? His audiences would be like, what the, who is this kid? I've only gotten a little bit of backlash because. <laughs> really? I, yeah, because I put a bench made in. Oh, and oh, uh, the gun thing, right? Yeah, because it's primarily oh. gun channel. Oh. And there's still people I heard about that. So. Yeah. Oh, it's man. I, thing ever. Yeah, like like the it, HRC gate thing, the bench made. I, I just don't touch those subjects that much. The HRC gate thing, I think that they're, it was great what they did. Oh, I, I think so, too. The information is amazing. The information is excellent. But the cruci- the like crucifying people. of people, I didn't like that. I did not like that. I didn't like the memes and the glee and just like, oh, look, we found something. I didn't. That rubbed me wrong. And that's that way with anything. And that way you don't need to, you know, you don't need to take a victory lap. You know, it's just unsightly. But then, like, didn't they announce that, like, they were wrong about a lot of this stuff? They were wrong about a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like a company came out and then, like, they retested. I I, I forgot which one it was, but which which one? Lionsteel, I think. Yeah, I watched the video, I watched the apology and all that stuff, and I was like, damn, dude. You know, because to me, when it comes to judging a folding knife, right, you know, like price is always an issue for me. Um, and I'm not, I'm not a hard-use guy. I'm not going to yeah. be cutting rope or wires. It's mostly going to be paper or cardboard. So I'm not really looking for a super steel. Um Mainly, I'm mainly an action snob. You know, I've got to be able to fidget with it for yeah, a while without getting a lot of cramping. I'm an I'm an ergo snob. I think ergos just... is good too. Um, maybe the carry. I I think about the 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 blade, like how big it is, because New York City, of course. Like yeah. I don't know. That's probably what I would do if I was on like the Lay Boy Scout channel. Is like ten knives that may or may not be legal in New York City, and it's all like under three inch knives, but you could still get arrested for it. Like, you know yeah, I mean? <laughs> yeah, because that's how it is here. You know, it could yeah. be comp- like like this kobold. Like I could get brought in for this. Because <laughs> like, it's locking. Uh, you know, that's never actually written. It's like I've asked retired policemen. I've asked actual policemen, and they're gonna do this. This is the first thing that they do. Yeah. And, you know, they see if it's like the size of their palm fits within the palm. But I always joke around that, like, what if the guy has this like giant hands, like the big show from WWE? Yeah. And like, like, spot XL. I know. Right. You know, but that's what they'll do first. You know, and if it's that, if it's automatic, it's like definitely no go. Uh, The gravity thing has been being fought over with KnifeRights.org. No, they won. They had no gravity knives. Yeah. But still, it's no, really. No, it wasn't knife rights that did that. It, was it wasn't? The ACLU actually is the one who got it. Really? There. Yeah, because they were using it to put brown people in jail for no reason. Oh, man. You had cops like grabbing this... Swiss Army knives by yeah. with a pair of pliers and whipping them open and saying it's a gravity knife. That's so bad, dude. Like and, Swiss Army knives? Come on, man. And it was, yeah, people people got felonies for Swiss Army knives. You yeah. Know? They claim it was a gravity knife, which is That's so stupid. Easy. I think knife rights have... had something to do with also, but I know the ACLU lawyers are the ones who got it overturned. Yeah, like yeah, it's like... a weird thing, man. I, I always have to like be careful because in the subway uh, at the end of the month, like they're definitely checking bags. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gotten my bags checked before. Like I always like keep it in my pocket. I don't ever carry it on a clip. They don't search your person. I think that's a kind of the rule or something like that. Yeah, but uh, I've never yeah. got checked on the subway. 
I've gotten checked maybe in my whole life. I've been here since 87, maybe two times. And like yeah. one of those times, I was in a suit and tie, bro. Suit and tie, Steven Seagal ponytail, you know. Yeah, that's what did it for you. They were like, this guy is a Yakuza or something, you know. Like he doesn't, he has a green card. <laughs> Go get him. You know what no. I mean? Like... <laughs> right. I love you, but nobody ever thought you were in the Yakuza. <laughs> that never happened. No one hey, ever. I... <laughs> Uh, hey man, I, I I rolled around with some rough dudes, some rough dudes back in the day. No, I was I wasn't the yakuza man. One of them you worked know. at the Seven Eleven or something. I know, right? Is <laughs> his name was Great Sir Son. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that you want to plug uh, before we close? We've done over an hour and twenty minutes. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I could go on for a while. You uh, know? Yeah, check out Knives Illustrated, the March issue. We got three articles in that. Is and... that? Is, that's a mag or is it like it's digital a, that's a print magazine you can download it online too for mm-hmm. like 4.99 um the march march april issue i'll be out in that i think it hits march 24th and um yeah if you're in the upstate new york area carl comedy with carlson i've got three weekends coming up there um hit me up and i'll let you know which ones if you want to come see me um hopefully i'm gonna have comedy show the night the thursday night before blade show so i will let everybody know when that comes out and um also, keep an eye on knivesillustrated.com because uh, we're working on some stuff. That's awesome, man. I can't That's say amazing. exactly what it is yet. I'm making a proposal on Thursday or Friday. So maybe a place you want to check out every day. I'm just going to say that. And your Instagram is at SliceyDicey75? SliceyDicey75, yeah. Awesome. Uh, do you do Twitter? Do you have a TikTok? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do Twitter, but I think I've got like 10 followers on Twitter. I don't really, I don't tweet for the slicey dicey thing very much. And I have a Facebook, but I don't keep up with that either. Instagram and YouTube keeps me busy now. Same thing with me, man. Dude, thank you for doing this. Uh, it was really awesome. I will not have a TikTok. <laughs> I'm, leaving the... that, I'm leaving that I one. Not... I, it's he, a gentleman's he... agreement that I will not, you don't start stand up and I don't ever go on TikTok. I can't. I'm too, it's too late for me to start stand up anyway, even if I wanted to, man. I'm I too old. Till 34? I'm like yeah. 39, man. I'm 39. Yeah. Like 40. Fine. I feel like I'm just going to be an amalgamation of like Bobby Lee and like Tim Dillon and Andrew Schultz or something. Like, it's not, it's not bad. That's not a bad know? combo. I love um, Bobby Lee. Very nice guy. He's so funny, dude. You've met him? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's so funny. I love his podcast a lot. Like, I've watched his stand up too, but his podcast is like. It's it just cracks me up, man, because I knew a lot of Koreans growing up and he's like not your typical Korean. You know, he like yeah. grew up in, in, in America. It's so funny. Uh, thanks so much for doing this, man. No, no problem at all, man. I really enjoyed it. This is your boy in the NYC. It's me, Ray. And this is the EDCCP saying peace. Yo, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and don't forget to hit that bell icon so we can squat up in the comments.